Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Physical Friday today. We are about a week away from Memorial Day weekend and what that means to a lot of people is planning on doing a big workout to honor those who have served and sacrificed for our country. There's one workout that's very, very popular on Memorial Day. It's the Murph workout that honors Lieutenant Michael Murphy and we're gonna talk about him in just a minute. But I wanted to talk about ways that you could scale this back if you're not quite ready for a Murph workout or if you're still in quarantine, ways that you can use other movements if you don't have a pull-up bar or you can't get outside or you're, you're stuck in your apartment or whatever. There are ways that, that have been suggested that I think are pretty good that we're going to go over today. So the Murph workout, run a mile. 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, run a mile. If you're going to do it RX or as prescribed, you're going to put a 20-pound vest on and do all that work. There are two ways that you can do it. You can do it partitioned or non-partitioned. A partitioned workout means that you're going to break that workout up. You're going to break it up into, into little chunks. So a very popular way to do that is to break it up like the Cindy workout, which is five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats. You do that 20 times. You could break it up any way you want to, but if you do break it up, that's called partitioned. If you do not break it up, that is called non-partitioned. And non-partitioned, in my opinion, is a little bit harder. Um, and what that means is that you're going to do all 100 pull-ups before you move on to any of the 200 push-ups. All of the 200 push-ups before you move on to any of the 300 squats, then you run the final mile and you're good to go. So you can choose to do it partitioned or non-partitioned. That's one way to make it easier or harder. You can obviously choose to wear the vest or not wear the vest. That's another way to make it easier or harder, uh, too. So one site that I follow, it's called Beyond the Whiteboard. It's where I put all my workouts. I think it's a very good site. It costs about $3 a month, and you can go in and you can keep track of all the workouts like we've talked about many times on Physical Friday. I think that that's super important to where you know what you did in the past so that you can try to have any sort of a of a marker of whether you're improving or declining or staying the same or whatever. So I can go into Beyond the Whiteboard and I can see that I've done this workout a whole bunch of times. I can see all the times there. And they also provide other stuff like these suggestions right here. So uh, they're saying Murph for everyone. And uh, they put together multiple variations. I like these. So performance would mean if you're totally ready for this and you can do it RX, then you just do it as as we just talked about. Uh, fitness would be 
a tiny scale down from that. So for time, you're going to run 800 meters. You're going to do 50 pull-ups, 100 push-ups, 150 air squats, and run 800 meters. So basically, you just broke the work in half. And that would be a great way to go if you weren't quite ready for the for the full version. If you only had dumbbells, you did not have access to a pull-up bar, they are suggesting that you run a mile, you do 100 uh, dumbbell bent over rows, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and you run a mile. That's pretty good. I like that too. If you have no equipment whatsoever, no pull-up bar and no um, uh, dumbbells or anything like that, you're at your house and you want to get something in like this, you could try running the mile, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, 400 sit-ups, and then run a mile. And that would be... Um, fantastic to get something that was similar to a Murph workout in on Memorial Day. They also say that you could substitute the one mile run for 500 jumping jacks, the 800 meter run for 250 uh, jumping jacks. So if you are in a position to where you do not have access to your normal, um, to your normal um, gear, or you're in a position to where you can't get to your gym or whatever, um, those are good suggestions for you. If you want to make it harder, um, there is something that is definitely harder than a Murph, and that is doing a double Murph, a triple Murph, or a quad Murph. Yes, people have done that before. Uh, my group is choosing to do the triple Murph for Memorial Day, and we're just going to do it kind of nice and slow. Uh, I think it took me 126 minutes the last time I did it. But what you do is uh, you do three Murphs right in a row. So you you run a mile, you do 100, 200, 300, you run another mile, and then you run another mile, 100, 200, 300, run that final mile, and then you run another mile. So the running, it's, it's actually three Murphs. The way that we will do it is uh, we'll wear the vest and go partitioned on the first Murph. Then we will drop the vest, go non-partitioned on the second Murph, and on the third Murph, it's no vest. Get it done any way you can, partitioned, and uh, and hope for the best. If you choose to jump into that, make sure that you're ready for it. Make sure that you have adequate nutrition, uh, water, uh, electrolyte replacement stuff. It's very hard, and it's it's a tough workout, but it's not impossible, and it is for a great cause to remember um, people. I want, and that's one of the things that's really, really important to me today. Talking about this is, you know, you hear about Memorial Day, you hear about these workouts, like, oh, I'm going to do Mur Memorial Day Murph, and and somehow, somehow, it has lost uh, a lot of the meaning. So what I wanted to do is just, I went to the uh, Naval website, and I just wanted to remind everyone just exactly why the Memorial Day Murph is really, really important. So I'm going to read this. And uh, it came right off of the, um, the Navy website. On June 28, 2005, deep behind enemy lines uh, in Afghanistan, a very committed four-man Navy SEAL team was conducting a reconnaissance mission uh, at the unforgiving altitude of 10,000 feet. Michael, Lieutenant Michael Murphy, gunner's mate, second-class SEAL Danny Dietz, sonar technician, second-class SEAL uh, Matthew Axelson, and hospital corpsman, second-class Mar Marcus Luttrell had a vital task. The four SEALs were scouting 
Ahmad Shah, the terrorist in his mid-30s who grew up in the adjacent mountains just to the south. A fierce firefight erupted between the four SEALs and a much larger enemy force of more than 50 anti-coalition militia. The enemy had the SEALs outnumbered. They also had a terrain advantage. They launched a well-organized three-sided attack on the SEALs. The firefight continued relentlessly as the overwhelming militia forced the team deeper into a ravine. Trying to reach safety, the the four-man team, now each wounded, began bounding down the mountain's steep sides, making leaps of 20 to 30 feet. Approximately 45 minutes into the fight, pinned down by overwhelming forces, Dietz, the communications petty officer, sought open air to place a distress call back to the base. But before he could, he was shot in the hand, blasting the blast shattering his thumb. Despite the intensity of the firefight and suffering grave gunshot wounds himself, Murphy is credited with risking his own life to save the lives of his teammates. Murphy, intent on making contact with the headquarters, but realizing this would be impossible in the extreme terrain where they were fighting, unhesitatingly with and with complete disregard for his own life, moved into the open where he could gain a better position to transmit a call for, to get help for his men. Moving away from the protective mountain rocks, and he knowingly exposed himself to enemy gunfire. The deliberate and heroic act deprived him of cover and made him a target for the enemy. While continuing to be fired upon, Murphy made contact with the SOF uh, Quick Reaction Force at Bagram Air Force Base Air Base and requested assistance. He calmly provided his unit's location and the size of the enemy force while requesting immediate support for his team. At one point, he was shot in the back, causing him to drop the transmitter. Murphy picked it back up, completed the call, and continued firing at the enemy who was closing in. Severely wounded, Lieutenant Murphy returned to his cover position with his men and continued the battle. A Chinook helicopter with eight additional SEALs and eight Army Night Stalkers aboard was sent as a part of an extraction mission to pull the four SEALs out. The MH-47 was escorted by heavily armored Army attack helicopters. Entering a hot combat zone, attack helicopters are used initially to neutralize the enemy and make it safer for the light armored personnel transport helicopter to insert. The heavy weight of the attack helicopter slowed the formation's advance, prompting MH the MH-47 to outrun their armored escort. They knew the tremendous risk going into an active enemy area in the daylight without their attack support and without the cover of night. Risk would, of course, be minimized if they put the helicopter down in a safe zone, but knowing that their warrior brothers were shot, surrounded, and severely wounded, the rescue team opted to directly enter the oncoming battle in hopes of landing on brutally hazardous terrain. As the Chinook raced into the battle, a rocket-propelled grenade struck the helicopter, killing all 16 men aboard. On the ground and nearly out of ammunition, the four SEALs, Murphy, Luttrell, Dietz, and Axelson, continued the fight. By the end of the two-hour gunfight that careened through the hills and over cliffs, Murphy, Axelson, and Dietz had been killed. An estimated 35 Taliban were also dead. The fourth SEAL, Marcus Luttrell, was blasted over a ridge by a rocket-propelled grenade and was knocked unconscious. Regaining consciousness sometime later, Luttrell managed to escape, badly injured, and slowly crawl away down the side of a cliff. Dehydrated with a bullet in one leg, 
shrapnel embedded in both legs, three vertebrae, vertebrae cracked. The situation for Luttrell was grim. Rescue helicopters were sent in, but he was too weak and injured to make contact. Traveling seven miles on foot, he evaded the enemy for nearly a day. Gratefully, local nationals came to his aid, carrying him to a nearby village where they kept him for three days. The Taliban came to the village several times, demanding that Luttrell be turned over to them. The villagers refused. One of the villagers made his way to a Marine outpost with a note from Luttrell, and U.S. forces launched a massive operation that rescued him from enemy territory on July 2nd. By his undaunted courage, intrepid fighting spirit, and inspirational devotion to his men in the face of certain death, Lieutenant Murphy was able to relay the position of his unit, an act that ultimately led to the rescue of Luttrell and the recovery of the remains of the three who were killed in the battle. This was the worst single day U.S. forces death toll since Operation Enduring Freedom began nearly six years before. It was the single largest loss of life for the naval special warfare since World War II. The naval special warfare community will forever remember June 28, 2005 and the heroic efforts and sacrifices of our special operators. We hold with reverence the ultimate sacrifice that they made while engaging in the fierce fight on the front lines of the global war on terrorism. So, wow. Murph's a hard workout. It is. A triple Murph's a hard workout, but it's nothing compared to what these gentlemen went through. So as you're doing your big workout on Memorial Day, remember, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be challenging. It's supposed to rock you to your core because you're doing it for a reason. You're doing it to remember those who have served and sacrificed so that you can have your freedom. So anyway, that's it. I hope that you get out there and do Murph in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Use some of these suggestions that we had for scaling or do it full on. If you're going to try a triple Murph, I'd love to hear about it. Send me an email, podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. And always, this podcast is brought to you by Barracuda Tackle. They are the makers of the best cast nets on the market, as well as lots of other things, including their new D-Hooker, which is fantastic. We're also sponsored by Hook. You can go to hookgear.com. You can get 30% site-wide discount on anything that they have by using the code SE30. Manscaped, you can use the code TRP and get 20% off and free shipping on anything that they have. And you can go to kettleandfire.com, use the code waypoint and get a great discount on bone broth that will be shipped directly to your door. Okay, that's it for today. I hope you guys have a great weekend. See you. think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 
Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.